The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. My name is Ray Lynch, like the beautiful woman just said. I say beautiful woman. I've never seen her before. Maybe I should say the beautiful voice. Um, And this show is Miracles in Recovery. In the studio, I have Ellen. Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Ellen Ellen has been a co-host of uh, shows that we have done for... Gosh, probably since 2010. 2010. Wow. Time does fly, doesn't it? Seven years. Time does fly. First and foremost, that cough you just heard was our guest tonight, Dr. Rob Kelly, who uh, is from Rob Kelly Recovery Group. Hi, Doc. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing very, very well. How are you guys in the studio? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. How's the weather in Dallas, anyway? The weather just started raining about 20 minutes ago, but apart from that, it's been the last couple of days, it's been very, very good, about 85 degrees, very sunny. Oh, huh? so with the rain, you must feel like right at home, right? Because doesn't it always rain on the other side of the pond? <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe last year, summer was on a Wednesday. <laughs> is that because the queen said so, or it was just on a Wednesday? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's always terrible weather. Yeah. Well, hey, you know something that the, the great thing is, is that people need recovery there. And, and surprisingly enough, this show gets out internationally on the on the medium that we're on. Uh, at any given point in time, we have like up to 27 countries listening to us. And it kind of blows my mind yeah, when I get the surprising the countries. Right. Um, it kind of blows my mind when I when we get there, when, when we get the stamp of, of what the show had di- done for listeners and like uh, Zimbabwe had a listener or Russia had three wow. listeners or wow. yeah, I mean, you know, and, and in the United Kingdom, that's how they, they classify it. They don't, you know, they don't, you know, Europe and Asia, they, they really break it down. And, um, you know, in, in the United Kingdom, we probably have anywhere from, I think the greatest we've had is 245 people from wow. the United Kingdom. And that's just England and Ireland, right? Yeah. Wow. Good uh, Northern great. Ireland. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Oh, they'll so, like hearing your voice then. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll just maybe they'll just connect. Uh, so, why don't you share a little bit, uh, Rob, about how you got to where you are? How you got to the understanding of who Rob Kelly is and what you do for uh, for work now? Like, share about what you you know your upbringing and your your past, and that way maybe somebody can connect with that as well. Okay. Well, my upbringing was uh, rather normal uh, compared to other people. I'm from Manchester in the United Kingdom, in case anybody's thinking I was from South Texas. This is a Manchester accident. I grew up in Manchester, did great, normal life, uh, 
started drinking at the age of nine. I was on stage with a, a musical family very early on, eight or nine, and uh, my first beer was given to me at the age of nine while playing on stage with my auntie and my uncle because I was a nervous child. And, uh, of course, I didn't know it then, but I know it now, was that was my kickoff to alcoholism. My alcoholism had raised its ugly head, though it took many years to come to the forefront. I knew that as soon as I tasted that beer at the age of nine, that all my problems would be solved if I just drank this beer every time I go on stage, and that's what I did. So I'm an alcoholic and an addict, and uh, I had to do something to the best of my ability or I don't do it at all. So... I'm playing guitar for a few years. Bass guitar is my speciality. And uh, got an audition at the local recording studio. Back in the days where jingles and stuff like that had to be made with instruments and not... Oh, today, right, right, machines. right. Uh-huh. You know, so I was the bass player in most, most TV advertisements and stuff. And then I You mean, you mean most TV advertisements in the United States and the United Kingdom or just local? No, just United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, many, many. Back, back, this is back in the 70s, 78, 79. Okay, well, uh, Ellen and I are old enough to know yeah, that, we so we probably would have heard the commercial. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I, I decided that I wanted to go big time, and I applied to Abbey Road uh, to be a bass player, a session bass player. Nice. Abbey Road is oh, wow. a world-renowned recording studio. Beatles have done uh, the Beatles, that. The yes. there. So everybody knows Abbey Road. I've played with Elton John, David Bowie, Queen, all them guys uh, in my day, and uh, alcoholism was life again, but didn't know. Went to college, went to Oxford, and uh, had a great time. I mean, you know, I had a wonderful time. Came out of Oxford, went to, still playing music, went to become a police officer for a few years. And it's there where really the alcoholism started to take a hold of me, and alcohol became a daily, uh, a daily thing for me. And no, was, it, was everybody... Was everybody on the police force actively drinking is why it grabbed the hold of you? Or was it just the environment that you were in, um, a different environment than the music environment that kind of set you off? Yeah, I, I think it was the uniform and the prestige of I'm better than. So with right. my drinking, no, nobody could see what I was doing. And uh, even if they did, I hid behind the badge and the uniform for a long hmm. time. But... Um, other people were starting to notice and that was the first time in my life that other people started to notice that I was drinking too much and I got fired from that job and then went into into telecommunications before uh, cell phones when networks were being built right 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 yep there's a stint in there become very rich very very quickly which wasn't good for my alcoholism Um, drinking 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 again and finally uh, got married, had two children, um, and that ended through through my disease. Unfortunately, uh, I still don't see my children today. That was mm. uh, almost yeah. thirty years ago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and, and then there's, there's some wrongs I could never right because they're just they're not being accepted, and you know yeah. I've I've had to live with that. And I came over to the states about ten years ago, and. Um, I was an alcohol and drug counselor back in the UK, so I'd, I'd worked in the addiction field after the police force and after the uh, telecommunications. I put my PhD in psychology to, to use, and I got my drug and alcohol license in Manchester, and I worked with other people and helped people get better. And when I came over here 10 years ago, um, I thought to myself, 
I'm going to set up practice over here in Dallas, and, and that's what uh-huh. I did, and we've never looked back since. Nice. Now, let me ask you a question. You said that you got your, you know, your PhD, and then you, and then you uh, went into the, re, you know, the recovery community helping. Um, my mother, she's she's famous for saying this, and I always hear that she hid behind her alcoholism and used her nurse's license to help recovering addicts and alcoholics so she really could maybe get it through osmosis you know she kind of um was actively drinking or actively put herself in a detox environment working so maybe she could find out who she really was and how she could repair herself without coming out and saying hey i'm hiding vodka in the in the toilet you know very interesting wow very interesting yeah so I'm just wondering, you know, there's people when they when they morph into from a degree to helping others, if that is something that they have in the back of their mind as well. I don't know a lot of people that does it well in my field, but I do know a lot of people who's gone into it after they've recovered from it with their disease. Definitely, right, right. Not, okay. not so much while yeah. while they're actively drinking. That's uh, I'm, I'm, there's not a lot of them about. I don't think. Yeah, she, I think maybe she was ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, had you already gotten your had you already gotten your PhD when you started on the police force? Yes, that was my first job out of college. So you ah. were a cop with a brain. Yeah, a cop with a brain. You yeah. were doctor cop. <laughs> doctor cop. I I was uh, reading up on you today, and I I found it very interesting that you said you were actually homeless for a period of time, and I that was. you then had an aha moment. Wow, and I didn't know he'd read that. That was uh, see? Yes, I'm, I'm very impressed. You know, um, I often miss that part out, and it's the most important part of my story. And it was after everything had happened, the two, two kids and a wife had gone, the house had gone, everything had gone, and I became homeless. So really, this, this kind of rich kid who came from nothing, I, I think, well, wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but that's for sure. In fact, we, were quite, we lived in poverty. But I always strive to become better. I know it's my alcoholism today that makes me do that, or the traits of my disease. But I, I found myself homeless, and I was homeless for a year. And uh, wow. I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It was the, it was the most horrific year. I, I, I tried committing suicide four times. On two occasions, wow. I died, and they brought me around again. The ambulance mm. team brought me around. They just pissed um, you off and off made you do it again. It's, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, you know, just just to share a little bit of of who I am, and and you know, every alcoholic or addict can relate in one way or another. You know, I was also homeless, helpless, and loveless, and and uh, you know, for the longest time, uh, a park bench was my home, or someone's couch was my home, and you know, I would go days, weeks without showering and just chasing you know, chasing next. And, you know, when I look back on that, you know, and I heard you saying that I could really feel in me. Um, I, I get goosebumps when I say it because, because of how far I've come in, you know, the distance that I have, it's incredible to be, to, to live two lives and to be able to share a little bit of experience, strength and hope with others. And I, and I wholeheartedly commend you for stepping up and taking responsibility for your recovery by bringing it to and offering your message to others at the, what, what is it, the Kelly Recovery Group in Dallas, Texas, right? Rob Kelly Recovery Group, yes. And what do you do there? Yeah. Well, 
first of all, just let me go back a little bit, Ray. You know, there's one reason okay. I do this, and one reason only. And that's, and I was sick of death, to death of watching people die of alcoholism and addiction. Mm-hmm. And when, when I was on the streets, I made a pact to myself that if I ever got off these streets, and, this, and the, you know yourself, Ray, that the, the chances of getting on the streets are very slim of getting off them streets yeah. once you get on them mm-hmm. streets. But I said to myself, if, if, there, if, if I ever get off this street, I'm going to spend the rest of my life helping people like me. And that's, that's what I do. Right, we, we, right, right. And there's also something else. There was, there was a missing link. There was a couple of missing links, but there was a missing link for me um, about, you know, when I was working with people getting well. So what we do at uh, Rob Kelly Recovery Group is rather than just come in and do your normal work, counseling and stuff, we don't have counselors, we have coaches. And what happens is you come in and you'll spend an hour with me and I want to talk about your day, talk about where we're going, see what's happening. And then you go in, you study, um, you do like what we call a book study. And then you go out and with, a, with a life coach and the life coach will watch your behavior. Now, what we found, I took a second PhD about six years ago, seven years ago. And what it was, it was behavioral science. And I'm a true mm-hmm. believer that before we relapse, our behavior changes. So what we do is we look for the behavior change, we correct the behavior change, and it stops the actual relapse. Now, we're too, oh, okay. early, too early down the road yet to, to give anybody statistics with this. We're only about t- t- two years down the road with this. But it's, it's just unbelievable how our, how our behavior changes before we relapse. Because my so alcoholism, you- Ray, I don't know about yours, it never come to me on Monday and go, hey, let's have a drink today, Rob. It starts two or three weeks before me getting antsy, me wanting to argue with people, me being irritable, discontent, all the stuff they talk about, and then I'll pick the drink up. Right. They do, they do say that, you know, and I've heard, and I, and I truly believe it because I see, fortunately enough, the last time I got clean was uh, February 28th, 1989. I, I'm sitting here blessed with 28 years clean. and wow. um I've seen and heard and even shared that your relapse starts long before you pick up the substance. And, you know, it's, it's very good to be involved in an environment like that where you're assisting even before they have to do, they have to do re-damage because there are people, I mean, you know, addicts and alcoholics, we, we like to damage our lives. Uncomfortability is a comfortable place to be. So, you know, to to have that intervention um, available uh, is 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 awesome. How do you know though? I mean, as a, as a non addict, you know, I'm I'm a mother of addicts, so I can kind of sense when this is coming on, but I don't know exactly. Is there is there a reason, or is it just part of the disease process? Well, it's both, Helen. It's both. There's the, there's a reason for it, especially if you haven't dealt with. Uh, the 12 steps, which I'm a great believer in, there are other ways. But for me, the 12 steps and the knowledge of the, 12, of the book and the 12 steps itself, what happens is we get complacent. And where we get, get complacent, that's when our disease starts to attack. Now, exactly. if you're a son living at home, what we're looking for is not shaving, not uh, being unkempt, being laid down, sitting at dinner, missing uh, family appearances, you know, all this stuff just, just, anchors down to, to, to the person relapsing any second now. Now, if you're outside the family, you're looking for something like, we, and we're taking a lady out every day. We have to see our people every day, seven days a week here for, an, for three hours a day. 
It's an IOP. It's an intensive outpatient. Yep. Right. We're looking for them behaviors. So this girl every day, for instance, was taking it out, and she was salads, sports drink, go running marathons, and one day she has to go to McDonald's. And it was that. Uh, we went back to her car, we searched the car, and she had a bottle of vodka that she's going to drink when she left out of Yeah. And people think I'm crazy, but it's not. We're, we're onto something here. Oh, I agree yeah, really 100% because I, I can, I, you know, like I say, my, um, my daughter is an opioid addict, and I can feel when she's starting to turn. You know, I don't know the exact moment, but I also don't know the cause. It just seems like it's random. Yeah, there, there's and, no cause. If you've not no, there is no cause. Yet. I mean, your disease, your disease wants you dead, yeah, so exactly. it doesn't and make I a difference I, however it can get you. I finally understand that. I would hear people say, my disease wants this, my disease wants that, and I was like, what? Are they out of their mind? And now <laughs> what are these people talking about? It, it truly does want you dead. And it, it does, yeah. and, and make it look like an accident as well. That's not my. Oh yeah, right, and and it just and it just me. giggles, it giggles all the way to the death yeah. bank, you know. Yeah, but you know, but yeah. as as somebody who wants to help, it's it's really hard when you just don't understand, and I don't. You know, but but you know, in all in all seriousness, you know, um, avenues of comfort. Um, conversation like this like this radio show not because i'm sitting here and i'm the host you know avenues of conversation like this wake people up that you don't have to go out and relapse 27 times to get it you can get it on the first time you can get it on the second time and if you don't don't give up i mean because hope is we we are your hope we have we have lived the life that you don't need to live. Like like I've said plenty of times, you know, when when I was a kid and probably you were a kid as well, Rob, cops came into the school with like a of a, a piece of plywood and they had all these little things wired to it. It was a marijuana pipe and then a bag of this and a bag of that. And they said, don't use these chemicals because one, they're illegal and two, they're bad for you. Well, do you have any knowledge behind that? And they would say, no, they're bad. Don't use them. So, of course, the inquisitive little kid that I was, I went out on the street and tried to find them because they were bad and I wasn't supposed to use them. And the, the good little girl that I was, I would never have used them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the difference. I had no desire. That's the difference between the addicted brain and the normal brain, I think. Exactly. Well, Absolutely. Well, I don't, I don't know if mine's normal, but <laughs> I'm not an addict. <laughs> Or at least I'm, right. not, I'm not addicted well, to substances. Well, just to, just to, we, got, we need to uh, end this here. We're coming up on, we're coming up on a break. So um, hold that thought, and we'll share a little more of our experience, strength, and hope when we come back. We are speaking with Dr. Rob Kelly from Rob Kelly Recovery Group in Dallas, Texas. The call-in number is 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. If you would like to ask Dr. Rob a question, or if you even have a comment, want to share a little bit of your experience, strength, and hope, please call in and do so. And remember, with Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. 
That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Sometimes it just seems that nobody understands. There's one individual who can help. If you're living with somebody who faces challenges such as autism, Asperger's, or other exceptional needs, you'll want to tune into Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Together, we'll uncover a variety of solutions to the challenges faced by individuals, their families, and teachers. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. And we have Dr. Rob Kelly from Rob Kelly Recovery Group in Dallas, Texas, on the line with us. I just want to say, first and foremost, phone lines are open. If you have any questions for Rob, if you want to share your experience, strength, and hope, or if you just want to call in and say that we're doing a fantastic job. See, I'm an addict. My my, uh, your ego. my ego just kicked in. <laughs> Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Let your voice be heard. Make a difference. Rob, we were talking during the break briefly about a bunch of different little things that we probably want to touch on. And I know the hour won't give us that. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to make sure that right now we get all of your social media and all of that stuff in so that if somebody in the Dallas area or even if somebody in Manchester wants to reach out to you and send you an email or send you, you know, link to you on Facebook or LinkedIn, they'll have the ability to do that. So if you will, share with us a little bit about what you do on social media and how we can get in touch with you there. I certainly will, Ray. But let me say, first of all, I need to say this is very important. One of the reasons we do social media is not for business. Now, a lot of people think we're crazy when we say this. We don't need the money, guys. 
You know, we are running a business, but if you're listening out there now and you need help and have no money, call us or gain contact with us. Anybody out there listening, this is not about the money. It's about getting you well. So when you mm-hmm. see one, two, one, I'm going to give you all the details now. I want you to call if you need any help. If you want some advice, if you have a son or daughter, if you want anything at all, one of the numbers I'm going to give you is my personal cell phone number. Not many people get that. I bet my PA is going crazy right now because I'm saying that. <laughs> Ray and I were just uh, well, giving I'm each other high I'm gonna, fives. That's I'm awesome. Writing it down. I'm writing that one down. Yeah. I know that. So. So, so here we go. So obviously the website is robkelly.com. It's two Bs. R-O-B-B-K-E-L-O-Y dot com. All the social platforms are off there, but uh, Rob Kelly Group, at Rob Kelly Group, is our Twitter account. And Rob Kelly Recovery Group is our Facebook account. And if you go into one of them three, it'll link you into everything else. But the main site is robkelly.com with two Bs. And for those people out there who, moms and dads and sisters and brothers and wives and Husbands that are worried about your spouse or your loved one, here's my personal phone number. You can call me. It's not going to cost you anything. I will talk free, free advice and free help if you need it. It's 214-600-0210. That's 214-600-0210. And just let me say, I've been in your position out there listening, thinking to myself, I don't really want to bother him with such a silly question. This is uh-huh. life or death. There's no such thing as a silly question. I'm here for it. I'm offering my services. Use them because I would if I was you. Right. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just looking at a little card that I have in front of me. And it says, everything you ever dreamed of is on the other side of the fear you feel. Call in. We can help. Well, guess what? Dr. Rob Kelly just gave you his personal cell phone number. Not many people, like he shared, it's a business, but they're not in it to make money. He's in it to help you live. He's in it to get you through the day. Um, I wish that when I was out there struggling, I had somebody that would have reached out to me. Well, I guess I actually did because I came off the streets and ultimately I was successful with staying clean. But, you know, the fear you feel right now will be elation after you get off the phone with Dr. Rob because he is going to help you with whatever it is that you need. He'll share his experience, strength, and hope. Actually, I have my cell phone um, linked to the show line, which is 855-STOP-USING. That's 855-STOP-USING. You call that number, I answer my cell phone. If If not, it's right now in the studio. It goes to voicemail, but any other time, 24 hours a day, dial 855-STOP-USING, and I will answer the phone. That's how we stay clean, Rob. That's how we get people – that's how we show people that it works. And that's how, you know, to freely give what was so freely given to us. I mean, I I have a lot of skin in the game, but, you know, it ultimately – what I got – was so freely given only because I opened my heart to it. I could the the amount of money that my insurance company paid could all be thrown away because the you know the time and time again detox after detox after detox I wasn't open. My my mind was closed, my heart was closed. I spoke to someone and my heart slowly opened up and and here I am today sharing that same message. And I'm so grateful that when you said here is my number that, that's how it works. That's raw. That's basic right there. And, and it's so very important because 
we have an epidemic of addiction going on really all over the world, especially, you know, particularly in this country. And there are a lot of desperate people out there who have no money, no insurance, and there's there are a lot of scams going on, a lot. So to have somebody who's genuine who will help you, and if you're a family member like me, I, you know, I'm sure Dr. Kelly would talk to you as well. It's just it's a very very difficult position to be in, and I'm sure you probably get more family members than addicts actually calling in. Uh, the, the first call usually comes from a family member every yeah. time, saying, "Can you help me with?" Because I know when I was drinking, I, I was I never got on the phone and says, "Can you help me?" It was all oh, you're still drinking. You're dad. still getting yeah. high. Yeah, but but you know it's it's the family member who's looking at this person saying they're dying. Yeah, I think right I in think, front of me, I've got to get some help, and I don't know what to do. I right. do not know how to help this. I think my call was, "Can you help me?" But it, but it followed uh, with some spare change. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember. Or, or can you help me until I get high again? Yes. Hey guys, I, I remember when I was homeless. I used to live in. A, I used to have a beautiful office suite in the middle of Manchester, and when I was homeless. Down in the in the gardens where the office suite were was that's where I collected all my spare change, asking people, you know, if you got a spare ten cents or ten pence where we come from, but ten yeah. cents, and they'd give it to you. And, and I often used to look up to the twentieth floor and think, oh my goodness, I went from doing multi-million dollar deals to doing ten cent deals. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know. And yet you're, yeah. you're you must be like a prisoner in your in your mind. You know, because somebody like me will look at it and say, well, why didn't you just stop? Yes. You know, often many times I'd sit down on the park bench and, you know, I'd just say to myself, where did it all go wrong? You know, and and I'll tell you where it all went wrong for me is I was scared to tell anybody and I was scared to let it out of the bag to say, Mm -hmm. hey, I have a problem. So for the last 20 odd years, I've been going around the world going, hey, my name's Rob Kelly, you know, in the 12-step rooms. And I'm an alcoholic or addict, and I'm not just giving my first name. We're way beyond that. Going back in the 1930s, it might have been good, but right now it's an epidemic and people are dying. And if they can't find me, if they can't find Rob in a 12-step room, what the hell are they going to do? No, exactly, exactly. The anonymity thing needs to go. It is hurting people. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I mean, for for everybody that wants to or feels the need to protect themselves, so be it. But, you know, my name is Ray Lynch and I've always I've never had a problem with sharing who I was because the majority of people that I grew up with know who I was, you know, and you said that, you know, there's there's uh, irreparable damage or, you know, people don't uh, accept amends amends and stuff like that. I still have people that are probably waiting to see me walk back into the bar that was on the on the corner, you know, and waiting just to say, I knew you'd be back. Well, guess what? You wasted 28 years of your life waiting for me to walk back in that door. I've been out here living. And, you know, how I do that is I feed off of people like Ellen. She shares the family value. Feed off people like you, Rob. You share the recovery value. And that's what keeps my my recovery train moving. If you don't give it away, you sure as heck can't take it back in. But I think there are a lot of people who are, are really turned off from the whole 12-step thing right now, maybe because there are so many people that are getting sick. Um, but I was curious, uh, Dr. Kelly, can you tell us, do you have any kind of uh, a feeling about uh, medication-assisted treatment, things like methadone, suboxone, Vivitrol, some of the, the things that are being put out there for opioid addicts and, and a little bit, I think, for alcoholics as well? 
Do you have you an know, opinion I, about that? I do. I, I used to be really against it. When I was on the doctors, I think it was about two months ago, I think, one of the episodes was uh, about op- opioid users or heroin users and should we have special places in hospitals where they can go and shoot up and, you know, and uh-huh. I, I kind of, I look at people in the state that have got themselves into, and I know for me, I couldn't even walk. I mean, I needed something. I needed Librium or something to come off. So when I look at the drug addicts, even knowing I wasn't a big drug addict myself, I look at them in the states to get themselves into, and I go, wow, you know? I, I kind of, we need that to, to step mm-hmm. them down into reality. And then, of course, my mind flips. and going, well, you can't really treat drug addiction with a drug. So I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I've, seen, I've seen some great results. There's a, there's a huge treatment center from where I, when I come from, and they're having some major results because they're limiting the, the, the drugs that they're passing out to their inpatient. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm in, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the middle with that one. To be honest with you. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I get you because like, you know, one day I wake up and I'm, I'm on that side of the fence. And then by the, by the night before I go to bed, I'm on the other side of the fence. Well, so I, I used to be yeah. too, but the only way that my daughter who is a graduate of at least 20 inpatient rehabs, countless IOPs, halfways, all the, you know, jail, all of it. The only way she's had any, any moment of sobriety at all is is using Suboxone. That is the only thing that allows her to live. You know, she she did twelve step programs for years and years and years, in and out, in and out. And you know, I guess eventually some of the people in the rooms were mean, or so she says. And yeah, we are. Well, sometimes y'all are kind of judgmental. Well, well hey, no, let's that. not let's not get into <laughs> anyway, an argument. Yet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So she has decided that is not for her, and I'm in enough mom support groups to to know that that's been the experience of a lot of people, particularly the ones with the opioid addiction, because it's very, you know, as you know, it's very, very hard. You know, there's the physical component, there's something called post-acute withdrawal syndrome that can last for a year where you, you have the depression. When you go to a rehab, a lot of times they just drug you up with other stuff, you know, things like Seroquel, all sorts of antidepressants, and then things to... Babysitting drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then you you get, you know, the physical side effects like constipation and stuff, so they give you other drugs for that. And pretty, you know, so you may not be on opioids, but you're on everything else. And I don't know. The only, like I say, the only only success that she's had, and it's not been perfect by any means, is to use Suboxone. And, you know, when she was in the rooms, people were really, really against it. They told her she wasn't sober, you know, but she was working and going to school and doing the things that she was supposed to do, and she was not, she didn't have a needle in her arm. So, that's why I asked the question. I think, you know, there there's perhaps a little bit of a change of thought there, and I, I agree. I am somebody who believes in being drug-free from everything. But if you can't and you are you can't live otherwise, is it wrong? And, you know, you how do you... Use it as a step-down. I think a step-down t- or tapering off, as long as it's monitored well. But if you stay on Suboxone for a long time, uh, it's actually worse than heroin to get come off again. So oh, right. do, I think we need some really clear monitoring here when, when, we're, when we're stepping down off these drugs rather than you know, sticking them on uh, morphine for whatever it is that they give them, coming out and then not for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's... Yeah, just, I know, and I, I think, 
you know, the the Suboxone doctors in a lot of places have turned into pill mill doctors because they can make a lot of money. It's cash up front. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be, you know, there are laws that go along with they're supposed to be getting them into counseling and stuff like that. That is not happening. And I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it as well, but I don't feel quite as bad about it as I used to. I think. Well, do you use do you use um, uh, medicine at the uh, in your recovery group as a uh, no? We as don't. A, no, okay. No, definitely. But you not. won't no, you won't turn somebody away that's on Suboxone. No. no, not at all. Okay. We'd like we'd like to see them take profit when they come now, but uh, no, right. not at all. Unless you unless you're a danger, the only people we turn away is people who are not ready. So we, we, yeah. get, we get families coming up with mom and dad's got a really big checkbook. And, you know, <laughs> because we're a nice uh, part of town, they think they can walk in and buy our services. And we've had to turn yeah. them away and go, your son's not ready. But I've yeah. got X amount of dollars. I don't care how much he's not ready. There's no point in going through this deal. He's not ready. He's going to use yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want your money. You know? Your, your, your exactly, kid's not ready. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only people we turn, we turn away usually. But how do you get ready? That's that's the scary part. Because well, it's it tough. Like I mean, you know, to, that, to thine own die. self be true. I mean, I that's, dragged myself through yeah. the mud, and I've always said, I've always said, I fell into a deep dark hole, and you know, my my disease, you know, I thought I was at the bottom, and I was running around and scurrying around in a real dark dark hole, and my disease threw me a shovel. So in other words, I had to dig myself digging, deeper. Yeah. You know, I couldn't dig myself out. I dug myself deeper. So, you know. And not everybody has to get to that level. No. With with our with our conversation here tonight, and everybody else, and and you know, you see a lot of the government talking now about, you know, the crisis that the United States is, is in or the world is in. Um, you know, hopefully, the message will start getting out there that you don't have to do what we did to get to where we are. You know, you don't have to be homeless. You don't have to be Rob Kelly, the homeless individual, you know, bumming dimes to get to where you can help share your experience, strength, and hope that someday someone else will get what you have. All right. So I'm with you there, Ray. Definitely with you there. We each have our, our different bottoms. The yeah. only thing I found when I found my bottom, I, I found another one, even lower. And then when yeah. I really got comfortable with that one, I found another one. But when I was absolutely done, completely done, wanted to die, can't live anymore, because that's where we all end up, that is where I was ready. And that's for some of the guys that come into us. I forgot to add as well, if you've not been in a treatment center or treatment facility, at least two times, we don't usually take you. <laughs> oh, okay. So you that's, take you take retreads then. That's yeah. that's that's always good. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, I mean, not, I don't want to Love say that that's guy. always good. You have to relapse twice to get to where Rob is, but but it's um, it's normal. You know, that's no, what is going that's, to happen. It's normal uh, today. If anybody, a family member, is sitting out there thinking that you know one trip to rehab is going to do it, I would say probably ninety nine percent of the time that doesn't happen. Right. Well, we're coming up on a break again, and I just want to remind everyone that phone lines are open. We are speaking with Doctor Doctor Rob Kelly from the Rob Kelly Recovery Group. He's actually going to be on the doctors on the on the other side of the break. We'll get we'll get exactly when that is, so you can watch him. But phone lines are open. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Let your voice be heard. Make a difference. We will be right back.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present and learn to live your life's infinite potential. It's time to experience Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio with host Rochelle McLaughlin. Each week, you'll learn about essential skills and knowledge to help you discover and create your own experience of health and well-being and learn to be empowered to take bold and loving action toward manifesting the life you long for. Tune in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. We have Dr. Rob Kelly from the Rob Kelly Recovery. That that just throws marbles in my mouth. There's just too many, like, I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Rob Kelly from the Rob Kelly Recovery Group uh, in Dallas, Texas on the line. And I just want to do a couple of little things first. You know, I, I'm looking at this card in front of me, and it says, I'll call tomorrow. Sadly, that day may never come. You know, so dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. If you don't want to speak on air, our engineer will take your information and I will call you back after the show. Okay, so that's 866-472-5792. The engineer will take your information. He'll email it to me, and I will call you back after the show. Rob shared all his social media, um, how you get to him, and I want him to do it again because I think it's a very, very valuable point of reference and contact. When somebody comes on the show and they have the willingness to 
give you their personal cell phone number. There's the first, he's the first gentleman that's done that, the first person that's done that. You know, I give out my 855 stop using, but that that cloaks from that into my cell phone. I haven't fully given my cell phone out, but I get calls up the Yang with at my 855 stop using. So Rob, why don't you share a little bit about, you did say that you were going to be on the doctors pretty soon, the yeah. show, the doctors. So share your social media points, your um, contact information, and then maybe we, you can share a little bit about uh, being on the doctors. I know I've seen you on there before and, and w- what you go on there to hopefully um, your message. Okay. So, guys, you can reach me at the website. Let's start with the website first, robkelly.com, real simple, two Bs, R-O-B-B-K-L-L-Y.com. You can also reach it on Facebook, which is Rob Kelly Recovery Group. Or if you want to get to my personal page, it's just Rob Kelly, once again, two Bs, R-O-B-B-K-E-L-L-Y, Rob Kelly, and just friend me, and I'll contact you at Rob Kelly Group is our Twitter account. Uh, my personal phone number, should you want to talk or need some help, is 214-600-0210. And we are supposed to go out in about another five weeks to do some more filming for the doctors, which is really exciting because I think there's around 22 million viewers that we had last time, which was phenomenal. And uh, I also do Eye Opener in the morning, which is a syndicated breakfast show. So in about two weeks' time, we'll be back on there about once a week. We're doing our, our stuff. And one of the reasons I say again, Ray and Helen, one of the reasons I do this and we, me and my guys do this, which are all recovered alcoholics and addicts, by the way, who work for me, is we just want to help people. We have a passion for this deal. This isn't a job. It's a passion. You know, mm-hmm. we'll never turn anybody down. If you need help or want help, you've got no money, we'll not turn you down. God will strike me down dead if I did that. It's right. all about the money. It's all about helping people, and that's all we're here to do. We're just, we're just so, I mean, we're just so into it. We're just so passionate about, you know, you can have a fantastic life, you know, if you just yeah, follow. Yeah, no, that's very true. That, and that's what very we're here true. for. Very true. Is, as well, I was well raised. Uh, there was uh, there were some p- people the other day that were saying, some, I heard them saying off air when I was on another radio show. It's okay for you, Rob. You've been sober for twenty two years, and it must be okay. You know, I relapsed about uh, seven or eight months ago after mm-hmm. the 22 years and it was horrendous and it lasted for about three months and I got back on track and I went out and I got some PS- PTSD training um, because I also so- suffered from PTSD. I didn't know it at the time, but it all rolled around the, around the alcoholism and wove into my relapse, which was a phenomenal eye-opener. So guys, if you've got 22 years or 22 days, it makes no difference we're right. there. We're all we're all walking that road, you know, and we're all happy and we're all joyous and we're all free and we can share this. Whether you've got mm-hmm. a day, it doesn't make any difference, you know. It's just experience, strength, and not. We've all got it. Whether you've got a day or a hundred years. Right. Some of the people, you know, I mean, some of the messages that I hear from the raw messages I hear from uh, newly recovering people. Uh, are greater than the ones that I think that I can give at 28 years because, you know, of course we become complacent. The, you know, other things come become just as important in our life. And, and granted, you know, uh, sobriety and clean time are our focus because without it, we wouldn't have what we have. But some of the messages that I hear from people that are newly clean and newly sober um, 
shake me back into reality. Like maybe yeah. I better start stepping my game up a little bit because I'll be outside. I, I love in. it when that happens. I love it when some, I've got a sponsor at the moment and he said to me the other day, he said, do you want to go to this place? And I said, no, I don't think I'll go there. I'm not judgmental. I just don't want to go. And he turned yeah. to me and he said, Rob, the mind is like an umbrella. It's, it works best when it's open. And I thought, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> okay, it's tough, I'll right? Go. Best night I've ever had. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, great. It seems to me like um, you guys look at life a little differently. Than the average addict? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I'm the I'm, average addict, but maybe, I, maybe I'm just fortunate enough to be able well, to Well, uh, you're the somewhere. addict in recovery, and it, you, know, you, look at, you look at life differently than I do. Yeah. Because you've been, you know. Maybe we have a little more bottom. acceptance because of, yeah, because of the, the clothes that we had to wear. You know, I, I yeah, think you know, I think I have a little more acceptance of, yeah. Sometimes when I think about it, uh, fear, fear used to stop me doing a lot of things when I was young. But right. now yes. <clears throat> I've been to hell and back. Fear doesn't bother me anymore. And I will, right. you know, I've just signed a lease on, on my office building for like three years. And it's an extortionate amount of money. But, you know, you can't, you can't scare me anymore. I mean, what, you gonna, what are they going to do to me? I've been everywhere. I've done, it's, alcoholism mm-hmm. has done its best to me. You right. know, what else can you take away from me? So I'm taking all the gambles in life I can. I'm having the best time in life I can. And I'm going out laughing on a daily basis because, hey, right. if you can live in the moment. And I don't think I could have done that without going to the depths that I've been to. No, that's true. And, you know, you, you mentioned uh, that beautiful woman, Helen Beck. Man, she can be so mean, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she uh, Yeah. But you know, everything everything that you've ever dreamed, I said this before, everything you've ever dreamed is on the other side of the fear you feel. I know as an addict, you know, I I suffer you said something before, we said something about my ego when I said this is the best show. Um at any given moment, I can feel my my disease allows me to feel better than and in the next minute feel lesser than so i'm in a group of people and i'm the greatest thing going and then all of a sudden i look and like oh i don't even want to be in this room i i i'm overwhelmed so how do you deal with that you have to have to have some kind of common sense approach to it and i think what happened with me was is that when i when i lost the obsession to use i had to find some form of dealing with all of the games that my disease still wants to play with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not out of this game. I'm, I'm definitely not. I mean, Rob just shared 22 years abstinent, and he had to pick up a drink or drug to, to refocus himself again. I, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid. I don't know if I'll ever come back. So I, I have to have that awareness. Yeah. And it's scary. And there's dead silence. Well, so. <laughs> I have I have um, a little bit of business to take care of. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, like Dr. Kelly is tonight, please send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show for the full hour so we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And I think it's, you know, the recovery community is growing and it, it's it's vibrant, and it's very important to keep it that way. So please share with us. And just real quick, Rob, you, you, you had shared uh, both on and off the air when, during commercial about 
families that come to you with an open bank book and you turn their child away or you turn their loved one away because they're not ready. And of course, at that point, the individual with the big cash book is trying to enable their child to get clean, not enable them to stay uh, dysfunctional. They're trying to enable them to get clean. And that doesn't work. And that's just as um, horrific of an experience for the family member oh, when somebody has to tell them, well, your child isn't ready. How do you, how do you process that? How do you, how do you like, know? Yeah. How do you, one, how do you know? And two, how do you relate that to the parents so that they don't go away saying this cat's all wet and his program is a, is a mess. Well, we do it with sincerity and we do it with uh, diplomacy. And I can tell by just looking at somebody, looking to their eyes. Um, we did one on weekend after to fly down to Beaumont Prison and I looked in the guy's eyes and he was ready. So there's that. I don't know how I know. I just know. But there's other right. things. He's been laughing. He's joking. He's not being serious. You know, he'll, he'll talk about drugs four or five times during a small conversation I'm having with him. But then mm-hmm. if he's not ready, then I've set the parents down and I, and I explain to them that, you know, it, it's the most horrible place in the world to be. And, and, I, and I share my experience with my parents that, that sometimes my, my mom told me years after they would pray that I, the, the police would knock on the door and just say they found me dead. So just so I was at peace so they could right. stop worrying. I know where you are, guys, but mm-hmm. you can't just throw money at this. It's not going to work and you just got to sit and watch yourself sabotage until he's ready. And we just try and right. do it with the most diplomatic way and kind and loving way. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing the way we do it. It's, it's like a, a funeral parlor, the, the way we do it. We grab yeah. everyone together. We just all sit and hold hands and we hug. You know, and we just tell them the truth. I mean, yeah, I just, with the banging our head against the wall for what? For, for 30 grand? Right. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think you so. know, and, and do, do, you, do you have a... Um, like a uh, a family monitoring system, like where you stay in yeah. touch with them down the road, so that ultimately, hopefully, their child or loved one is ready. Uh, that door is open. Yeah, what we have, we have a couple of things. We have a Skype ILP, which is for the families only, and we have which, nice. which means that idea. once a week or twice a week, if we're dealing with the son or the husband or the wife, the spouse or parents. They, they are asked to Skype in once, uh, twice a, a week for an hour while we educate them about what they're going through and how to, how to do it. And then after our aftercare team will call you at least once a month just to see how you're doing. But by the time you finish the program, by the time the son's finished the program, mom mm-hmm. and dad's been through their program. So, and you go home every day. So you come to our, we come to our place for three hours. So you're not putting the added back into a dysfunctional family. Right. Because you're working yeah. with the family. Everybody's now functional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know that the, the, we the, can the, hope that. Well, the craziest <laughs> thing for about me. about my family. I don't know. The craziest thing for me back then was, um, you know, my parents went to Al-Anon, and um, the jig was up for me because that that my my cover was pulled. My cover, you know, my coat was pulled, <laughs> and you know, yeah. uh, you know, and. It, it it helped me. I mean, it helped me get to my bottom a lot quicker because a lot of the enabling, the negative enabling, was immediately cut off. Uh, so it's yeah. great that you still do that. We have like two minutes left, Rob, for the show. So what I want to do ultimately, again, before we end, is get your voice out there with where you're located, what you do, um, how you can help. 
And by all means, we will have you back on the show. Ultimately, you said a book is coming out in a couple of months. We definitely yes. will have you back on the show because you're an awesome guest. And I'm very, I feel very comfortable talking to you. And I know you're comfortable about what you're saying. So by all yes. means, share a little bit about your uh, social media and, and where people can get in touch with you before we end the show. Okay. So once again, it's robkelly.com is our website, 2Bs, R-O-B-B-K-E-L-O-Y.com. We're actually office and based out of Dallas, Texas. And for those of you who know Dallas, we're actually in Highland Park on Douglas Avenue. Beautiful office there. Uh, our Facebook page is Rob Kelly Recovery Group. My personal Facebook is Rob Kelly. My Twitter is at Rob Kelly Group. And here's the big one, guys. If you need any help or mom and dad need someone to speak to, here's my personal phone number. It's 214-600-0210. Okay, and don't be like ordering Domino's pizza to his. <laughs> okay, so we have, we have about a minute left. We have about a minute left, and I just want to thank you very much, uh, Doc, for coming on and sharing a lot of your experience, strength, and hope. We are going to have this uh, on on demand. If you didn't get to listen to it live, we're going to have it on demand. What I'll do is I will push it to you in a message so you can put it out on your social media. And Excellent. people can just click on the link and listen to the show. So that way, if there wasn't somebody that was able to listen live, they will be able to listen um, to us share our experience, strength, and hope. And maybe a message or a sentence that we said um, would get them out of their own way and, and, and into a, a program like yours and, and with an individual like you uh, – that will that will save them. So we have about thirty seconds left. I just want to thank you, Rob, for coming on. Definitely, My thank pleasure, you. And, and, and okay. um, on behalf of all the families who are probably listening as well, thank you for your message. We'll be back thank next week, much. Monday. We'll be back next week, Monday at eight p.m. five p.m. Pacific. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. Call us at eight five five stop using. That's eight five five stop using. And remember, with Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.